I love the translation that um, Heidi wrote from read from. Um, I often don't ask people what version they're going to use because I always like to hear the the different ones, and um, I'm not particularly partial to anyone. Um, <clears throat> the version I have goes this way: You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, "You shall not murder." And whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with your brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. When you are offering your gift at the altar... If you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister and come and offer then come and offer your gift. We've all heard this passage a bunch, I'm sure. Pretty important one. Um, but have folks really taken it to heart and do they really listen to it? Do they really hear what's being said and digest it? If you've been on Twitter or Facebook or watched a news report or maybe been around some of your family for the past couple decades, you probably know the answer to that question for some people is no. Um, not even the best of us Christians. Chances are good there's somebody that each and every one of us needs to go out and reconcile with today. There's a good chance that there's more love and more work that we need to do in the world. In Mark chapter 12, we read, one of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is first of all? Jesus answered, the first is here, O Israel, the God, our Lord, the Lord, is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other greater commandment than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that the Lord is one, and besides God, there is no other. And to love the Lord with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, this is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared ask him, any questions? If we take this from Matthew and we take this from Mark and we put them together, we get a pretty interesting message, a very simple one. Quakers like simple. Love God above all else. But before you come to show your love of God at church, go and love your neighbor. How many of us are doing a good job of loving ourselves? If we're doing a less than job of loving ourselves, does that give us an excuse to love our neighbor less? No. There's no loophole. 
We have to love others the very best way. We also have to love ourselves the very best way. It's strange how even when we're in the poorest of mindsets or caring the least for ourselves, we can do unbelievable acts, awesome acts of love for others. You've probably had a day where you've been down, just feeling crummy. Maybe you ate something that you knew you shouldn't have eaten. You've vegged out instead of getting the stuff done that you know you really should be doing. However, there's that one thing that you just can't not do. You, get, you have to go to the grocery store, right? There's nothing for dinner. Well, I got to go out. I got to do this. I put it off. Even though I feel crummy, I don't want to be around people. I don't want to get dressed. I got to go do this. So you get up, you get yourself together, and you go and do that. And what happens sometimes? What ends up right in front of you? Someone who needs to be loved. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a stranger. Maybe it's the person checking you out at the register. could be anybody. Regardless, though, you manage to show up in that moment. You manage to give that person that love that they need. How do you feel about yourself after that moment? Think about a moment that you've had like that. You were down, you ran into someone, you lifted them up. How did you feel? It can change your whole day. It can change your whole outlook for the rest of the day. It can motivate you when you didn't have the motivation earlier. Did you all know that it's okay to feel good when you do good things? There's this weird conflict that we often have where there's this, this thought that, you know, it's bad to feel good about doing things. It's bad to, you know, ask for praise for it or to t- even talk about it with others. It's, it, it could be seen as prideful or something like that. Um, and, you know, for me, if, if there is a devil walking amongst us in the world, that's what it's trying to make us feel and what it's trying to make us believe all the time, that there should be some veil of shame over us being excited about doing good and and talking about it and bringing others into the joy that we're experiencing. Because you're loving yourself when you do these other acts, right? You're lifting yourself up as much as you're lifting another person up. You can't lift somebody up if you're down, right? You just, you can't really, if you're really there, you know what I mean? You can't muster to bring someone else a smile if you can't see how it can bring you a smile too. If you can't see God in that moment, if you will. So you should be celebrating it with your friends. You should be letting them know that you're doing these good things because they need to know that there's love in the world. They need to know that they are needed to participate in that love in that world. They need to know that they can be a part of it, and we need them to be a part of it with us. You're not doing that. You're not praising yourself. You're not looking for attaboys. You're looking to spread that love and invite others into it. In Matthew 25, it says, Then the Lord will say to those at the right hand, Come you who are blessed by God, inherit the kingdom provided, prepared for you from the foundation of the world. 
For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. And the righteous will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and drink? And when did we see you sick or in prison and care for you and visit you? And the Lord will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. How's your sister doing? How's your brother? How's your neighbor? How are you? How can you love each of them better? The reason you feel good when you do good for others is because you are serving God in that moment. You're putting God above all else, answering that first commandment. God then smiles back on you, that feeling you have, that goodness that you're filled with. That is the actualization of the kingdom that you are inheriting in that moment. It's prepared for you. It's already there in each and every one of us. And when you follow the commandment of loving your neighbor, when you make things right with people before you make an offering, that's when you're serving God and putting God first before everything else. And you fulfill both of those greater commandments. That's how you truly make an offering That is when you enter into that living kingdom of heaven that is waiting for you. So, what are you doing here? If you want to get into the kingdom of God, if you want to do the work for the kingdom of God, there's a place to be, and it's out there. Now, it's important to recharge and to recalibrate and to rest, and this is the place where we can do that, where we can come together and we can refill our batteries, plug back in to one another, maybe hear some of that good work that others of us have done and charge ourselves up and lift them up and lift ourselves back up so we can go back out better prepared to do the good that needs doing. We need to get out there and we need to mend relationships. We need to listen. Don't hear people. Listen to people. There's a distinct difference. Be tender, be forgiving with others, and with yourself. And above all else, always love. Always love like God is standing right in front of you when you're dealing with others because he is.